0: All right, welcome to Making the Argument. Before we get started, I have a very important announcement. We have a brand new deal with goodranchers.com. That's right. If you go on to GoodRanchers and you use promo code NIC and you sign up for one of their subscriptions, you're not only going to get $15 off, but do you remember the old deal where you got two pounds of ground beef with each order? Well, we just upped the game. That's right. You can choose top sirloin, salmon, chicken breasts, or bacon now. Every single order you get on that subscription is going to come with free to get that deal, and let's get on with the show. The jury in the Kyle Rittenhouse case is now deliberating. They've been deliberating ever since this morning, and we're going to find out here hopefully pretty soon on what the verdict will be, but I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction right now that one of two things is going to happen. Either Kyle Rittenhouse is going away for a very long time, or he's going to become a multimillionaire. We're actually going to explain today on making the argument how the press is the very institution that is probably going to make that happen. I'm McFredis with Making the Argument, where we make the arguments to defend a free society. All right, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial has become like pretty much every other high profile trial that we've seen in recent history, which is to say that a great deal of the public has pretty much already made up their mind on what the verdict should be before any evidence has ever been presented in court. Now, I want to point something out. For those of you who follow me on Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, you're gonna notice something. That it wasn't until a couple of days ago that I actually started even commenting on the Rittenhouse case. And this is because I thought this was a situation where you could have had a lot of evidence come out uh, in court that maybe wasn't seen to the shown to the public initially. Uh, the, the prosecution might have been able to bring a great case based off of evidence I wasn't privy to. And so this is the sort of thing that I don't tend to jump to conclusions to until I've seen more facts and evidence presented. And I have to tell you the reason why I think Kyle Rittenhouse will be acquitted and probably should be acquitted is in large part not just because of the videos or the arguments that the defense made, but also because the arguments that the prosecution has made. And we're going to get into all of that, but the first thing that I want to do is I want to explain my initial statement. Why do I think that it is highly possible that Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be a millionaire here pretty quickly? And that is really chalked up to the way that the media has handled this case before it ever got to trial. So let's go over some of the biggest lies that the media has pushed and ways that the media and social media has tried to manipulate this case in the favor of the prosecution, right? In the favor of the state. So let's look at this first one. This first claim that you see to this day, doesn't matter how many times it's been refuted, you see it all over the place, Kyle brought an illegal gun or bought an illegal gun for himself, all right? So even PolitiFact ran with this narrative and claimed that he was in possession of an illegal firearm. This is not true. In fact, when you look at the code section under Wisconsin law, and there was a big debate about this in the trial, even the judge said, he asked the prosecution, are, are you challenging whether or not the gun was illegal? Or whether or not it was illegal for Callum Renhouse to have that gun? And they couldn't challenge based off of the code section within Wisconsin law, and so the judge actually threw this claim out. So this idea that Kyle Rittenhouse had either purchased a firearm illegally or was running around with a firearm illegally, all right, has already been determined to be false in a court of law. So, sorry, you can keep repeating it all you want on Twitter, but it's not going to change the fact that it was actually not a violation of law, and that's why it was thrown out. Let's look at another fun one. Kyle illegally crossed state lines with his AR. Again, Another lie. This was the whole idea that, you know, regardless of whether or not he's found innocent on the self-defense case, uh, of course, he still broke or violated uh, Wisconsin law by carrying an AR across state lines. But at no time did the AR ever once enter Illinois territory. Kyle picked up his AR in Wisconsin. What's more, he crossed state lines argument is coming from the same people who routinely argue that borders are just a lot of imaginary lines on a map and are used as a tool of white supremacy. Even more damning, Kyle lived in Antioch, Illinois, whose city limits are literally bordered the state of Wisconsin. And I want to point this out for two reasons. One is the whole AR, right? Did he illegally cross state lines with the AR? The answer is no. He did not, and that's one of the reasons why he's not being charged with that, right? That's that's not going anywhere in court. So again, people keep repeating it because it makes them feel good about their preconceived notions, but it doesn't actually stand up to the facts. The other thing that they keep saying is that, well, this, this Kyle Rittenhouse, he crossed state lines and got involved in a situation that had nothing to do with him, except he lives on the border of Wisconsin. And the reason why he regularly goes into Kenosha is because that's where his father lives. Now, to give you an idea on why all of the press and social media and the people trying to essentially hang Kyle Rittenhouse, keep talking about him crossing state lines, is because it conjures up this image in all of our minds of someone driving through multiple states in order to get into a gunfight in Kenosha. But that's not what actually happened, right? His mother lives in Antioch, which is on the border of Wisconsin. His father lives in Kenosha. He regularly goes to both. Both of those towns have been a part of his upbringing. Right? He knows people in Kenosha. So to give you an idea, I I'd probably drive further in order to get to, oh, I don't know, one of my favorite breweries in my House of Delegates district than he has to drive in order to get to Kenosha. Right? So this idea, this image that they're trying to conjure up in your head, it's manipulation. It's not an accurate reflection of, of the distance or the circumstances or his relationship to Kenosha. Right? But again, when they word it this way, you automatically think, oh, this is, this is weird. Like, why did he do this? Why did he bother? Well, the reason why he bothered is because Kenosha is also a part of his home, a part of his family's home. He knows people there, and he wanted to be helpful. Now, you can question all Dan whether you whether or not you think that was good judgment. You can question whether or not you think it was good judgment for him to be a rifle. You can question all of those things. But none of them make him guilty of what the press and social media is saying he's guilty of. All right, let's look at another one. MSNBC's Joe Scarborough said on live television that Kyle shot his AR 60 times. Yeah, except he didn't, right? He shot his AR about eight times, and that was after being physically attacked by five different people. All right, so yes, he he shot it eight times, but he was actually pretty controlled in his overall response when you consider what was going on because there was a lot of people that had this notion, and you saw this with the press, you saw this with different pundits that were coming on the media, where they were saying that, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse showed up in order to start shooting people. Well, if if that's why he showed up, he did a crappy job of it, because there's all kinds of videos showing him trying to go and help and put out fires and trying to offer medical assistance. There was times of showing him being chased and him trying to get away from people without shooting at anybody. It wasn't until his life was in grave danger, he believed his life was in grave danger, people were physically assaulting him, people were actually pointing firearms at him that he actually shot anybody. Right, so this idea that he was just going up to get into a situation where he could shoot people is once again not really played out by the facts when you look at them carefully instead of these preconceived notions that the media are just throwing out there. All right, what's another one that they keep talking about? Kyle is a white supremacist, right? This was something that was common. You had everybody to include the Biden White House either suggesting or coming right out and accusing Kyle Rittenhouse of being a militia member or a white supremacist. Now, what evidence did they have of this? Well, let, let, me, let me read off some of the damning evidence for you. It turns out that if you look at Kyle Rittenhouse's social media account, he was actually, he actually spoke favorably of things like law enforcement and the second amendment, and it turns out he liked Donald Trump. Well, as far as the left is concerned, and apparently as far as the media is concerned, that is the only evidence required in order to con- condemn someone or accuse someone of white supremacy. Now, it's also important to notice that when people were actually mentioning this entire incident, like the New York Times, they loved to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse being a white guy, and they talked about him shooting three other people, right? And they implied, right, they, they kind of played into this narrative that he was shooting people of color. Turns out that everyone that attacked Kyle Rittenhouse that he ended up shooting was a white person. Right, so, so nothing that they could find in this, in this kid's history, nothing they could find on his social media, nothing they could find with respect to the, the facts of that night pointed toward white supremacy, unless of course you live in this woke progressive world where the very you know, nature of having white skin automatically makes you a white supremacist. But that just begs the question that if he's a white supremacist because of his white skin and he shot three other white guys, then I guess was he shooting white supremacists according to left-wing logic? Right? It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It is a narrative that the press put out that didn't actually rely on any sort of factual information. It was a gross assumption that they made. It was an act of defamation of character. And it went all the way up to Joe Biden. Right, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Okay, let's look at, let's look at the, the last one we're going to talk about right now. And this is the fact that Kyle had no connections to Kenosha. Again, this, this goes into the idea that he was you know, crossing state lines, that you know why was he there in the first place? Again, as we've already discussed, right? his father lives in Kenosha. He has spent a significant amount of time in Kenosha before. He knows people in Kenosha. So it's not as if he drove to some place that he had never been before, that he had no vested interest in the safety of that community, okay? That's not what happened. Now, again, you can come back and you can look at this and say, I don't think a 17-year-old kid should have been there. Okay, I don't think a 17-year-old kid should have been going out there even if he was trying to provide medical assistance or if he was trying to help put out fires or whatever it was. Okay, you can believe he shouldn't have been there in order to help protect private property when private property owners in that community were actually calling for people to come and protect them because the police weren't doing it. Right? You, you can disagree with all that. You can disagree with the fact that he brought a firearm. You can disagree with all of that. And guess what? None of that makes him guilty of murder. None of that makes him guilty of inciting violence. And I find it just horribly intellectually dishonest that when you look at the circumstances of what happened here and you look at the people that confronted Kyle Rittenhouse all right, we know some of them, maybe not all of them, we know some of them were actively engaged in acts of violence. They were setting things on fire. They were rioting. Right? But, but for some reason, the left wants to completely ignore that component here. They, they want to pretend as if that has no bearing on this. Right? They, they want to lambast Kyle Rittenhouse for being there. They want to question his judgment, which you're perfectly free to do. But what, you're, you're not going to question the judgment of the rioting pedophile that was trying to beat him up? Like, that, that, pers- that person is now a hero, according to the prosecution. I mean, does anyone have any question at this point that if the circumstances were somewhat reversed and Kyle Rittenhouse was actually a member of Antifa, or if he was a government agent, anybody think this prosecution would have brought this case based off of the evidence presented? I Personally, I don't think they would have. And this goes into my second point that I want to talk about today. And I realize our format's a little bit different, but I, I just I think this needs to be discussed the way we're discussing it. And this has to do with the prosecution. What motivated and bring this case was that the overwhelming evidence that they had in order to go for murder charges. I don't think it was. And I, and I think it becomes blatantly obvious when you actually look at the witnesses that the prosecution called to the stand. Because the prosecution witnesses were coming up to include our our buddy Gage, who admitted on the stand that Kyle didn't actually shoot at him until Gage actually pointed his pistol at Kyle. I mean, at at what point does that not seem reasonable when you've already gone through a situation where people have been trying to run you down, trying to beat you, you have tried to escape them, right? His His first response was not to go around and just start shooting anybody that he considered to be a threat. He tried to escape the situation. When he couldn't and when he was beaten over the head by a skateboard, when other people were threatening his lives and reaching for his gun, that's when he began to fire. That's when he began to defend himself. But we're being told by this prosecution that that doesn't count as self-defense. Why does it not count as self-defense, you might ask? Well, according to Prosecutor Binger, it's because, well, Kyle Rittenhouse had an AR-15. He had a rifle. And, And one of the people that got shot, well, he only had a pistol. Another one only had a skateboard. I'm I'm sorry, did the definition of self-defense fundamentally alter in such a way as to bear no resemblance to its original meaning? Self-defense has nothing to do, or I should say it has very little to do or less to do with the object you might possess in your hand at any given time. If you are not violating the law, right? if you're not breaking the law, and someone comes up and commits an act of violence against you, you are allowed to defend yourself. Now, according to the prosecution, you're only allowed to defend yourself with an item of equal or lesser value to the one that someone is trying to beat you to death with. The problem is is that, yeah, that doesn't apply. That makes no sense. That is, in fact, idiotic. If you come up and you start beating me and I have a knife or a gun, I can use those implements to defend myself. I don't have to sit here and achieve parity with your particular strength. I can use the force that I have at my means to defend myself against somebody that is engaging in aggressive violence towards me. You know how I know this is true? Because every woman that had to shoot a domestic abuser that was trying to kill her was probably escalating force or using a weapon that was more deadly or more dangerous than the fist or the knife of her domestic abuser. In fact, the whole reason why someone might carry a firearm is because they want to be able to defend themselves against a stronger attacker. That's the point. That's the reason why we have this quippy little phrase that God made men big and small, but Sam Colt equalized all. It's the idea that a firearm conveys a certain degree of protection is somebody that wouldn't be able to defend themselves physically against somebody bigger than them or stronger than them. But the idea that you would set this precedent, the idea that you want Kyle Rittenhouse so bad that you would set a legal precedent which says that if you use a firearm in order to defend yourself against somebody that is trying to hurt you, that has initiated violence against you, that you're the bad guy or it's not self-defense if you use a firearm when they don't have one, is absurd because it creates this power dynamic where now you you have to have proportional response with respect to the force you use to defend yourself? Yeah, the left may be screaming about how much they love that concept when it's Kyle Rittenhouse, when it's a defendant they don't like. I guarantee you they're not gonna like it so much when it's a young woman being prosecuted by some jackass like binger Because she used a gun to defend herself against somebody that was brutally beating her to death or beating her kids to death. Well, gosh, he was only using his fist. He was only using a lead pipe. She used a gun. Yeah, that's the point. So again, make whatever determination you want with respect to the judgment you think Kyle used or did not use that night. But for this prosecutor to come out and essentially suggest and to potentially set into precedent the idea that if you use a weapon that is potentially more dangerous or more lethal than the person that is attacking you, it no longer constitutes self-defense, that's garbage. That is absolute garbage. And all of the people out there that, again, that are cheering for this on the left right now, that think that this is a legitimate case, and I just got in a big Twitter battle with somebody about this right now, who said, well, that person had a skateboard and Kyle had an AR-15, case closed. No. If somebody is trying to hurt you, if they're trying to kill you, if they're potentially trying to beat you to death, regardless of the instrument they are using, you can use the force you have at your means to stop them from doing so. And that has been enshrined in not just legal concepts of self-defense, but a common sense, colloquial understanding of self-defense. And again, if if you are just so hell-bent on on just sticking it to Kyle Rittenhouse, that you're willing to accept that kind of precedent going forward, again, you are gonna be very upset with the sort of results that produces, where innocent people who were weaker than the person that was attacking them had to use some sort of implement in order to gain an upper hand, in order to save their own life or save the life of somebody else, when that person starts getting put in jail because of this stupidity, yeah, go and pat yourself on the back then. I'm sorry, that that frustrates me so bad. One of the biggest things I talk about on making the argument is this idea of not just intentions, but results. It's not just about you having a desired outcome and insisting that you get to that outcome by any means necessary. It's about understanding the second and third order effects of how this could impact other people that you haven't even considered yet. But when you are so overcome with passion, and and in some of these cases, I'm gonna say it, hatred towards somebody. Not because of what they did, but because of what you perceive that they did. To where you are willing to throw out certain legal norms that we have that are there to protect everybody to include sometimes people you might not like, when you're willing to throw that out to get to the guy, that's a real problem. That's a real problem. That's when we stop becoming a nation of laws. It's when we stop becoming a nation of just general reason. And this becomes mob rule. And I think it's very, very telling that in Wisconsin, they've already pulled in the National Guard in anticipation of a not guilty verdict on Kyle Rittenhouse, and so they've got the National Guard in there in order to protect Kenosha from rioting. From, you know, what the press will probably call a mostly peaceful protest. So, look, part of the reason why we're, we're in this situation right now is because of how the press covered this. I mean, honestly, I think it's amazing that you can even find an impartial jury. Because so much of this was just being shoved down all of our throats on, on media, on social media, by elected officials, by people that should have known better, by people that want us, that honestly believe that we should trust them for their analysis when they engage in this sort of behavior. And, and I'm not saying the right is never guilty of that. There are people on the right that are everybody as, as guilty of it in other respects. So yeah, we can all do better, but this is ridiculous. And the people that are supporting this sort of approach to the concept of self-defense are doing a lot more harm than the good they think they're doing simply because they don't like Kyle Rittenhouse. All right, well, we're gonna stand by. Obviously, we're all interested in the verdict. When the verdict finally comes out, we'll be able to do another show specifically talking about what the jury found, what the implications are. We'll be able to come back and see whether or not the predictions that we made here today were correct. In the meantime, I wanna thank you once again for joining us on Making the Argument. Please do not forget to like, share, comment. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It helps a great deal. You're watching on YouTube, Facebook, et cetera. Go in there, leave us a comment. Let us know about future episodes or issues that you would like us to cover. I'm Nick Fredis with Making the Argument. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you next episode.